Jacko, brother, we're back for another week. Um, obviously off the back of a Dooman Cup um, sort of set up derby weekend last weekend. Um, pretty tough day on the punt. It's Wednesday night in Sydney, and I tell you what, I'm fucking freezing, Jackson. Sick stuff, mate. It's fucking terrible at the moment. The bloody wind is just ice. It's like sleet coming through. I heard some kid at school saying the other day that it's from Antarctica or the Arctic. And I couldn't say that he was wrong because it's that cold, but also like when people pull out shit like that, like, is it really? Well, I'll tell you what, mate, I, I jumped in the car to go watch a game of soccer tonight. I thought the fucking White Walkers were going to come around the corner. <laughs> the, <laughs> that is some dribble and I love it. Absolutely love it. Um, now, this afternoon, you've called me. Well, I actually called you first. And then you've called me back about five minutes later on a no-caller ID. To your surprise, you thought I answered quite professionally. Yeah, nice and professional, mate. Well-groomed, lovely mannered. It was a bit of a surprise, mate. You know, I didn't know you had that side to you. Well, the funny thing is, I've actually, I've had an encounter before. And this is the reason that I was so, so gentleman-like. I've actually picked up the phone thinking before, because it was like 10 o'clock at night. I'd played phone tag all day with this bloke. So I just thought, fuck, like, it's got to be him. So I've answered the phone going, fuck me, mate. Where have you been? Like, that's how I've answered the phone. (laughs) And I've literally, it's my coach. (laughs) It's literally my coach on the other end. He goes, sorry, 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 Nick. It's, and I won't say the name, but sorry, Nick, it's it's me. Are you okay? And I've gone completely freaked out, like started sweating off the top of the forehead. So since that day, learning curve, just be be polite to the no-caller IDs. And then when you realise it's the telemarketer, then you can be a prick again and, and hang up nice and quick. Absolutely, mate. You're probably on the bench ever since as well, I'm guessing. Yeah, don't play for the club anymore. So um, <laughs> pretty simple reasoning as to why. Mate, before we get into the racing stuff, there's something we don't do a lot of, and that's just chat about general things. There's, I've just been wondering at the moment, like, what are some things that goes on in your life. And I want to know, you know, just little things. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions really quickly. Here we go. Feel free to throw them back to me. So we'll ease into the questions. If you're you're happy to do this. Just take it easy on me, mate. Just take it easy on me. Okay. I'll delete a couple of the questions I've got written in. But (laughs) Okay. So the fans want to know. This is is messages that the fans have sent in. So first question is, what's your favourite colour, Jackson? Favourite colour is blue, mate. Favourite colour is blue. Any reason or just like it? Nah, just always has been. I guess the ocean, probably the probably the main thing. Okay, the ocean. There you go. Did you know <laughs> that the ocean is actually not blue and that it's that it's from the sky? Ned, take it easy on me, mate. I said the first one, you're already ripping into me. <laughs> but, well, your reasoning would come on. That's that's got to be. I don't know. Anyway. Well, the sky, mate. I like blue because of the sky. There you go. Like blue because of the sky. Favorite favorite song? Have you got a favorite all time song? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, I'd probably go something Bon Jovi, probably living on a prayer or have a nice day. One of the two. Right. And I've got an interesting question, a follow-up to that. Mm. They're not exactly funeral songs, are they? No, are they? no. Are you about to ask what would be played at my funeral? Yeah. Cause that's going to be next. Yeah. Shit. Fuck. Probably <laughs> another Bon Jovi song, mate. Probably another one. I'd probably go, uh, it's my life or something like that. Just off the top of my head. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, the Phillies and Mares have messaged me this question. I've sent this one through. Have you got a missus at the moment? 
Yes, mate. Yes, I'm I'm off the market, off the okay. market for for He's the moment. The yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the follow up question does not need to be asked. <laughs> and my final question is: Who is your favourite horse of all time? Favourite horse of all time is a tie. I know I'm being a cat here, but it's a tie between the Autumn Sun, my my background, not this week, but it's uh, my background most weeks, and Arcadia Queen. I can't split them. They're two of my favourite horses. Made a lot of money off them, but I would have still loved them anyway, even if I didn't. I just think um, for what, you know, the horses the last sort of five or six years, they're well in front for me as the the absolute favourites. What about yourself, mate? You, you, got, a, you got one that stands above the rest? Favourite horse of all time. Are we are we disregarding Winks? We're not allowed to say her, are we? Is I that... think that's a cheat. I think it's a cheat. I think you've got to come up with something a bit more, you know, outside the box. Yeah. The Autumn Sun would be very, very close to my favourite horse as well. Favourite horse of all time, though. It's a ripping question. I was, yeah, Lonro. I'm going to go yep. Lonro. That was sort of what got me into the game. Um I remember going and watching Lonro race when I would, I would have been five or six and, yeah. That's sort of when I fell in in love with the game, just seeing the big black fella walking around. Like he's just that real yeah. presence, didn't he? Yeah, he just owned the place. He was an absolute beauty, Lonro. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Awesome, mate. Good to get to know you a little bit. The fans have been pestering me at the moment, just trying <laughs> to get to know you a little bit more. You see, you're this, you're this real, you know, you're a bit discreet and one of those guys that just, Knows plenty about his punting, but sometimes it's nice to just get to know the softer side of Jackson. So there you go, guys. The favourite colour blue because of the ocean. <laughs> um, reflecting on the weekend just quickly. So Eagle Farm was, there's no other way to put it, but it was it was a graveyard for punters on the weekend. It was bloody tough going. There are a lot of open markets, but want to pass the condolences on to the connections of Steel Prince. Obviously a really disappointing way. Um, to lose a horse after 33, 34 starts, starts a race, just everything going normal and, and seems to have had a, a heart attack on, and on the home straight first turn. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's tough going if you're an owner or anyone connected to the horse, for sure. He was an old war horse running Melbourne Cups. He was an awesome stayer. Um, we we both sort of pushed him on the weekend as well. So um, condolences to to all connections there. But um, look, he's a horse that will be remembered very fondly and um, yeah, definitely a war horse. On to the next. So big boy Roy was a horse that we sort of thought, <laughs> how's this horse favorite? It was ridden arrogantly. They absolutely walked in the race. We liked hungry heart and a couple others around it, but you knew after about two or 300 meters, big boy Roy had it sewn up, didn't you? Yeah, absolutely. Just awesome ride there um, by J Mac. He just summed it up absolutely perfectly. He quickened at the perfect time as well and managed to get everyone, everyone off the bit at the same time as well. Look, couple of couple of runners in behind. I think they're in the bin. Hungry Heart's one of them. Just can't be ridden like that. I'm not even going to make any excuses, but I will say the horse just can't be ridden like that. Needs to be ridden midfield with cover, set outside the lead or, or close enough to that sort of walking speed. And that's not her go. She needs to sit back on a fast speed. But look, yeah, I just think there's a few in the bin off that performance if Big Boy can, uh, can make a mess of that lot. For sure. I think with Hungry Heart, the funny thing is that like – has been ridden closer, which in the run you would have thought would have been better because of the speed, but that's just not her go. She needs to be back and, and taking ground up, doesn't she? Well, the, the race shape is so important for horses as well. It's not about just where they are in the running. It's also about how fast the race is being ridden and sort of at what stages they're starting to take off. And 
there was nothing in that race that suited Hungry Heart at all, apart from being on a dry track. And I obviously stuck my neck out, said she was one of the best on the weekend. So I've got egg on my face now because they sat up close to the speed. But just one of those things where, you know, you can be the best horse in the race, but you still need things to go your way. And that certainly wasn't the case on the weekend for Hungry. The next race, so Swiss Exile. So one of your horses, um, your horse that you own at the moment, this horse is just going super, superb away from the fact that it's yours, this horse is going really, really well. And, and me and you had a conversation about just, just the landscape of the two-year-olds at the moment. And when you have a look at Cool and Gadda and, and the other fillies that have really starred as two-year-olds, there isn't really a cult that stood out. But when you talk about a horse that is as a cult, Swiss Exile has. Yeah, he's right up there. This this uh, preparation in particular, he's been super. He's just come back in awesome form. He came back a lot bigger and stronger, which is great to see for those young colts. So um, he, he did himself very proud on the weekend. Got nailed by another one of those fillies that are just on the up. They seem to be fucking everywhere and dominating these fillies. You just can't catch them. Um, but like you say, Cool and Gadda, um, Fireburn, She's Extreme, even the one out west, Amelia's Jewel, these are all fillies and they seem to be dominating at the moment. So everyone's sort of waiting to see when this cult's going to come up because everybody wants to see those young, exciting cults. And, you know, I hope Swiss Exile can get to that level. He's got to obviously go off for a little bit of a spell now and come back better again. So We'll see how he goes. He's now headed to uh, a Golden Rose, which is really exciting. So he'll resume in the San, uh, San Domenico towards the end of August, run to the Rose and then into the Golden Rose. So really exciting times ahead. Hopefully he comes back nice and strong again. And uh, we might see either T. Berry or J. Mac booked, hopefully. That's awesome, mate. And you, and you speak about just with these two-year-olds being patient and how important it is. So First of all, I think it's great training from Annabelle Nation to just go, you know what, we're not going to go to the JJ Atkins. We're just going to hold off. We think he'll get 1,600. That, like, that's within his, his trip and what he'll get. But let's just save him for his three-year-old campaign. He's done enough. And the other thing is just recognising that, okay, enough. All right, done. Stop. Perfect. So I think it's really good training from her. Yeah, absolutely. And there was the option as well to go in a couple of weeks time to the JJ Atkins, which is obviously that group one that a lot of these horses have been aimed at. Um, that's another million dollar race. So the candy was there and, you know, there was the option to be a little bit greedy and try and throw him in there considering the form he's in, but I'm happy with the decision they've made and um, they've already mapped out next prep, which is what you want to see for your horse. Awesome, mate. He's going super. So I'm really excited for you. Now, this is one that a lot of people probably want us to have a bit of a chat about. There's probably not a lot to say. It's just, it was really disappointing to see the horse go down. And this is Zaki. He ended up being a dollar twenty on totes. So that's Winx odds. It's actually shorter than Winx odds at some stages of her preparations. And the horse has run third, and I wouldn't even say a gallant third. No, he he was beaten a long way from home, wasn't he? I was um I was watching at the pub with a few of a uh, few of my mates, and they'd already called it the three four hundred. They go, "Is no good thing here because he sort of you know ambled up to the um, he obviously sat just off the speed or just outside the speed and cruised up to him like he always does, and the sprint just didn't come on today. So I don't know if there was an issue there. I haven't had a good look at the stewards' report, so there might be something in that for us, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like going to a Cox Plate now, he's just been beaten by Country Cups horses pretty much on the weekend. So not knocking anyone, but that wasn't a strong um, doom in cup field at all. He should have put that field away um, regardless of what price he was at. So interesting to see if they just send him out for a spell now. He's probably come to the end of it anyway, regardless if he won or not. So, I mean, you know, there's always going to be punters that talk out of their pocket, but on face value, that um, that run was very disappointing. Absolutely, uh I think when you're talking about a horse that's ranked fourth, fifth best in the world, 
to go out and lose a Dooming Cup to horses like Huter and and Magical, or is it that that's right, isn't it? Uh, Maximal, sorry, Maximal ran Maximal, second. Yeah, like he's got to be putting them away. So, look, maybe the end of the preparation that has been. He, maybe he's been up for a while coming back from those really heavy tracks on the dry ground. Maybe there's some little excuses, but all in all, pretty disappointing. Um, and then the last one, just kiss some really good first up run. This is a horse we sort of touted as maybe a potential Stradbroke at odds. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. It'll be in that race next weekend. So I wouldn't be surprised if they still put up double figure odds for this horse. Yeah, absolutely. Run. Absolutely. Hats off to yourself as, as well, mate, for that fine run really well last start and was at massive odds as well and arguably could have gone on to run that race at, uh, you know, massive odds. So keen to see how they how they go on the Stradbroke. Absolutely. The best part about a poor weekend on the punt is you can always flip over. You can even have a bet on the Sunday if you want, but we like to cover the next Saturday. <laughs> um, Eagle Farm again. So we're going to cover races three to ten there and then we're going to cover the feature at Flemington which is race eight so kicking off in race three so political debate didn't actually end up getting a start so despite what we spoke about and potentially being that fourth emergency getting a start on the weekend in Swiss Exiles race doesn't so political debate runs here it's around two dollars sharp and smart 650 west west of Africa's sevens with Liberty Steps at 950 ringmasters 13s with sandpaper at 14s as well How'd you see the race? I thought the horse would be pretty hard to beat over 1,500. But Yeah, you- yeah, absolutely. He's hard to beat and he's well found in the market as well. I don't know if I'd be backing him at that $2. Um, and it looks like he's going to be shorter on the weekend as well, the way the money seems to come for this horse. But he's obviously a really nicely bred uh, cult that's got uh, plenty of upside and looks to have a lot of potential. Um, so we'll see what he can do this campaign. But the way this particular preparation is set up for him, I don't think is ideal. He's gone from 1,200. He's missed a run, as he said. He wasn't able to get into that uh, that group two on on the weekend. Now three weeks into the into the you know this run, and he's up to 1,500 for the first time. So I just think that's going to be a bit of a challenge. He does have talent, and he can overcome that. But as far as these young horses, they do need a lot of things to go their way. So. I'm probably going to be uh, looking elsewhere from a betting perspective this weekend, paying a lot of respect to that camp, obviously, but there's a couple that I don't mind. It's some half decent odds. And one of those was uh, the stable mate of Swiss exile. That's West of Africa. This horse actually traveled up in the float with uh, Swiss exile and does a lot of work up there in Queensland with him. So Nisham's definitely got an opinion of of this uh, cult as well. He was another one that missed a start in that um, in the size last week as well. They were trying to get him in, but he's a horse that looks like he will get this 1,600 metres uh, in a week's time if they can run well here, but we'll definitely be looking for 1,500 and further. So that's a horse that can finish off well, I think, if they can get close. And the other one as well is Liberty Steps, the top weight. Um, just didn't have anything go its way last start and was uh, putting together a really nice preparation in Melbourne down there. So that's another horse that's definitely looking for more ground and aimed at that JJ Atkins as well. Beautiful, mate. I, I'm, I'm going to have to stick with political debate. I just think, although $2 seems short for a bit of a disrupted prep, I just think it looks the class. There's a bit of an air about the horse at the moment. I'm, I'm going to be with it. Race four. So we've got over 1,200 metres. It's the city property, Bill Carter Stakes. Um, Zoo got your top of the market, 330. Um, Madam Pomery is 380 there as well. With Midnight in Tokyo at 650. Exo Lady Sevens with Honeypot there at double figures with Plimstock. Penthouse Sixteens on to Stroll with Willie Pike aboard. What do you think? Exo Lady's a horse that has actually had quite a few starts for a two-year-old filly. She's up to, this will be her eighth start now as well. So probably one of the more experienced ones. 
Zoo gotchas into its third starters. It's interesting. What what do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I'll start with Exo Lady, and you make a great point that uh, that horse has got the most experience of these runners, and that does count for a lot in these two-year-old races. The way they can settle and and um, have that experience to be able to drop their head in the run and present when needed is is a massive advantage, especially in these kinds of races where the speed will probably be on. Just on Zugotcha, um, it hasn't done anything wrong this campaign. I'm not going to knock it. Obviously, it's the J-Mac and Waller factor again, but they've drawn the the car park here. Um, it's going to probably be three wide or even four wide, potentially. You know, you never know J-Mac. He, he can always get in, but he can um, throw up a nightmare here and there. I'm taking this horse on as well, and I am going with Exo Lady. Um, she's a horse that can roll forward. She'll make her own luck up near the speed. She's probably going to be box seat here. She's got that nice middle draw where she can just work up and, and boot up under her own steam and present when needed. Um, so I think she's a great chance here, actually, and she's at really good odds as well. Fantastic. Yeah, I, th- I thought $7 looked a nice price for Exo Lady. It's interesting to see six into 380, Madam Pomery, who's the stable mate to Zugotcha as Zugotcha gets out in the market as well. This horse is three lengths at one by at Rose Hill as well. So it's a horse going well. They brought it up here. Clearly some sort of target race too. I'm going to stick with Zoo Gotcha. It's had a nice tune-up trial between runs. I think brings it up here, hopefully gets some good ground. I think the horse is a, is a bit of a talent. So I'm going to be with Zoo Gotcha there. Wish it didn't draw 14. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Just just one I want to make quick mention to as well, Ned, was Midnight in Tokyo for Casey Fogden. They've found Nash again here, finished off really nicely behind Natuno. Uh, West of Africa came out of that same race as well. So Natuno looks like being a, a really nice horse going forward, and I think that's really good form, so you can trust that. Race five, 1,000 metres. They've called it the Lightning, and there's a pretty good reason for it. I reckon there's going to be a plenty of speed in this. So Boom Nova, $3 with Contempt just on the next line at three fifty. Uh, Jarabaldi, are we going with that? I've Garibaldi. heard Garibaldi, Jarabaldi, Jarabaldi. Jarabaldi. So we'll go with Jarabaldi's at fives. Esther LaRocca, 10 bucks there with Goggle at 14s. Uh, Neodort, 15s. Uzmanov, 19s with Dr. Zeus at 26 and a couple others down there as well. Look, Esther LaRocca knocked off a smart one. I can't remember. Was that over 900? No, over a thousand. It was. It knocked us, it knocked off a smart one that we tipped and it ended up jumping about a dollar 80. Maybe Remlap's. Uh, yeah, Remlap's gem. Remlap's gem. Yeah. Knocked off a horse that day. Yeah, Remlap's gen. I thought it was a fantastic win that day. I can't believe they've posted $10, but I thought it was a really nice play. What'd you like? Yeah, look, it's it's definitely an each way chance. There's still a rock and I think you've at least got to be on side for the place for that horse. So, Definitely uh, echo your thoughts there. But I'm with uh, Contemptuous here. It's got a nice little middle draw. It's a horse that's building a beautiful record. Resumed in really nice fashion and did it easy up there on the inside a couple of weeks ago. Just cruised up to them, was under a massive hold up into the sort of 300 metres and then just booted away from them and won pretty much, you know, uh, head on the chest and neat length in the end. So that was a really nice performance. Second up now, it's a little bit fitter. This is for five wins in a row for this horse on the weekend. So really nice record it's putting together. It's got a really nice uh, distance uh, record as well. So you know it's it's going to be well suited at this thousand metres. Um, and the, the fast pace is going to suit it as well because they'll sit just in behind. They'll be nice and close. Hopefully they can present at the right time. And uh, you've got to put your faith in McAvoy here to, to get the job done. I mentioned Esla Rocker. That was over 900 at the Gold Coast um, where it came over the top of Remlap's gem. I just think it's a dead set thousand metre horse. Happy to play at 10s and 270 there. Uh, race six, the Magic Millions National Classic. Uh, it's over 1,600 metres. So 
Uh, we see a lot of these mares go around. So we've got Kikus, 420, Jay Mack and Waller again. They're combining plenty over the weekend. Um, Nudge on the next line at fives with Bel Plazier at fives as well. A tissue down there at 550 with our intrigue, another Waller horse. So Waller is absolutely dominating this race from head to toe. He's got four of the top five in the market. Um, Zenifier is tens with Yamazaki at 11s. Never talks there too. So not a bad race. It's a small field, but a fair bit of quality. Yeah, there's enough depth here. It does bat fairly deep. I wasn't sure about having a bet here, though. It's probably a sort of a sit back and assess. You've sort of had a look at the first half of the card here. Probably just a, just a breather. Go line up at the bar, grab a couple of schooners and just reset for this race for me. Um, the one I was interested in from a little tip perspective was Yamazaki. It has changed stables recently, and we had a chat before the, the potty uh, today. Interesting that the that the horses change mid-prep, which you don't often see. Usually they send them out for a spell once they change trainers and come back and try again, but there must be a good reason for that, and it's gone straight to the Annabelle Nation camp here. They've found Tommy Berry as well, so that's enough tips for me. I'm definitely going to keep it on side. Will I be smashing anything in this race? Absolutely not but I am interested in uh, Yamazaki. It is interesting when horses change trainers, albeit one, and then mid preparation is just, you really don't see it very often. So definitely one to keep an eye on. I'm going to have just a small play on nudge. This horse second up. It's a horse that goes absolutely no good on wet ground at all. Finally gets back to a good track. Nash, big tick. They've brought it to this race. I think it's a really, really nice chance at $5. Kiku for me is just a non-winner. I've just got that horse pigeonholed as a non-winning horse. I'm happy to play Nudge. I think they're looking for a kill, this preparation. I think this is a good way to kick it off. Race seven, the New Turf Spear Chief Handicap over 1,500. Yep, 1,500 metres. That's Vinko at the top of the market at 460 with Nevermore. They're both 460 there, so tied the two. Kubrick six with Bullfinch at 650. Legacial is eights with Lightning Jack at 950. Double figures there for Profit and Irish Songs. I have no opinion in this race. Not, not even like not even like something where I could go, oh, I kind of like this. And I've got nothing. So yeah, yeah. This is this is another tough one. It's probably uh touching on the previous race as well. Probably just line up for four or five schooners here for for race six or seven and just sort of again reset and have another look. See what's going on. It we're going to be pissed by three (laughs) o'clock. Could be could be flatlining by three o'clock, mate. But anyway, look, I'll touch on the map because that's the only thing you can really talk about here. Our birdsong's going to roll forward. Lightning Jack will be close enough. The rest of these horses are pretty much back markers or or sort of off midfield runners. So interesting to see how the tactics play out. I think that'll play into the hands of Legay Salel. I think it's a horse that does have good talent. Not a lot has gone right this prep. It is looking for the dry track though. So just didn't get anything go its way. It's going last start behind Bring the Ransom. Up in trip here, back onto a dry track. It's a horse at odds that I can have a, a pretty good look at. I'll probably have a little each way play on that horse. But yeah, look, no uh, no high confidence plays here. Won't be uh, opening the kitchen sink on this lot. I'm going to stick to what I said and say absolutely nothing for the race. Race eight. Now talking about... Look, a lot of people in this world need therapy and I think it's great. I think it's great that people go and seek therapy, but there's probably a small percentage of of the population of people that punt and let's say 2%. And I'd say there's a small percentage of those people that back Kementari every start and tip occasionally. Those people also need therapy and it's called the Kementari therapy. So He's in this race. He's in race eight. It's the Ascot Green Moradin Cup. 
He's favourite, Jackson. He's $3.60. Look, I tipped him. I don't know why I tipped him against our horse, Marzu, but I did. I can't do it again. 360 Kementari, leaving it there. He's just, yeah, he's, he's Houdini. Sorry, mate, I just had to throw it in. The horse is Houdini. Uh, I'm glad you did that. I need to collect myself after talking about him. I was starting to get the shakes. Um, Nick and over sevens, ball at 750. Uh, shooting for goals there at eights with Wanderbar at 850. Babylon Berlin's 950 as well. Um, then you got double figures, the rest with prime candidate and a few. Um, I like one. I think we like the same horse. Yeah, shooting for gold looks like a really nice chance here. Was just stuck on the inside there on that inferior going last start. It's a horse that has a big finish on its day and another horse that will be really advantaged jumping back onto this dry track. So I'm really excited to see how this horse can go up in class. To be fair, Kementari really just has to win this race, Ned. Just has to win this race. Like I know we we, we dare say it and it's like you just got to hold your breath every time you say the horse's name and like do the sign of the cross, do the rosary, do something. But he's just, he's a horse that you cannot catch. Like I say, he's Houdini. There's there's a notion that goes around that horses don't know what price they're at. I reckon this horse knows, Ned. I reckon he knows every time. I reckon he knows when there's absolutely no market support. You know what? I'm going to pop up and win at 15s today. When everyone piles into him, he's at 350 into 290. You know what? I'm going to lay down and I'm going to run the best fourth you've ever seen today. And let me tell you, I haven't seen a horse that can run a better fourth. He is the best. Him and Tom Melbourne have got to be the best bridesmaids in the game. Yeah, Kementari just runs a stylish fourth, mate. Absolutely. We'll leave him. So 360, I'm just more than happy to take it on. If he wins, he's just do your thing, like whatever. You're a classy horse. He is a classy horse. This is the thing about him. I think that's why punters get so shitted by him because he actually has ability, genuine ability, just... That's why he's so enigmatic. It's just, you know, what's under the hood. He just does not bring it. They even sent him out to be, you know, stallion at one stage. You go, oh, hang on, let's bring him back. Cause he didn't even want to have a crack at the, at the mares. <laughs> he couldn't even get it going out in the paddock. Oh, far out. He's a head case, that horse. But I agree, mate. I, th- I think shooting for goal back onto some dry ground. I think this looks a pretty nice bet um, in a horse that, in a, in a race that doesn't have a ton of depth. Back on dry ground, the horse has been finishing off fine so far this preparation. I, I think it's a, a really big tick for me. So eights and two seventies a play for sure. Race nine, we move on to the Oaks. Um, now we see a pretty smart horse, or a couple of smart horses actually running in this race. So we've got Gypsy Goddess's favourite, $4.40. And you'll be sick to hear that it's drawn gate 2,222 being gate 22. Mm. Aravine has 460 with Barb Raider at eights backing up from the weekend. And so is Belle Savoir. They're both eight nines with Glint of Hope at 14. So coming across after winning um, that race over in Adelaide. Um, Honey Creepers, 14s there with Dynasties at 17s. Ripping little race. I reckon the top six or seven in the market are pretty, pretty handy horses. Are you with Gypsy Goddess regardless of the barrier? Yeah, I was pretty uh I was pretty gut-wrenched to to wake up on Wednesday and, and see the 22 next to this horse's name because I was just super keen. I've been waiting all prep for this horse to get back up to Queensland out to the right trip. 
obviously was back at that 1800 meter trip and still ran really well. This filly just seems to be the run of the race every time she goes around. She obviously had a crack at the at the uh, Oaks down in Sydney as well and was, you know, lost absolutely no admirers, whereas horses like Honeycreep were put in an absolute stinker. And they're sort of they're sort of relatively in the market here as well. So Honeycreep is around that $13, $14 mark. I think that horse is a $30 chance in fairness. If you if you said to me, here's 50 bucks for Honeycreep, I'd tell you to keep it. So put it that way. But <laughs> look, Gypsy Goddess for me, the barrier does matter. I'm not going to say it's it's not even a consideration because it is. That's probably why we, we're, we're getting this half-decent price. I think she'd be $3 or you know $2.50 if she drew a, a middle to, to inside gate. But hopefully, Pike can do his best from there. And if anyone can do it, it's Pike. He can work his magic on his day. He's another one like Kementari that sometimes he just can't catch. But I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Barb Raiders, the other horse as well that we've uh, we've had a lot to say about this prep. She she was awesome um, last week, and we had question marks around whether whether she would get that twenty one hundred or not. She just fended everyone off. Belle Savoir came out of that race as well, so really nice form liner there. And Smirk as well was the other horse that trifected that race, and they're probably the the two or three horses outside of Gypsy Goddess you can make a a little case for in your exotics. She Smirks big odds. Like having a look at this field, you've got. Barb Raider and Bell Savoir, who are both around the eight nine dollar chance, Smirk was the same price on the weekend, and they've thrown up twenty three dollars for the horse. Yeah, well, Smirk was half a length off those two runners um, the other week, so I don't know how they've come up with that. It's certainly over the odds. Definitely keep it on side in your exotics, guys. For sure, I'll be keeping that horse on side. Um, I'm going to stick with Bell Savoir. I just think it looks like the race that they've been building to the entire time. I thought her run on the weekend was fantastic behind Barb Raider. I actually thought she was going to go past Barb Raider for a little bit. Barb Raider's probably out-toughed her and outclassed her over 2,000. I don't know if she can actually do that over 24, 2,500. So I'm going to go with Savoir. Um, yeah, it, it's the horse for me, but geez, Gypsy Goddess, if it had drawn anything slightly better, she would have been bloody hard to beat for mine. I just... Yeah. Absolutely, she would. She would have been. She would have been best of the day for me if she'd drawn inside. Absolutely. Um, race ten. So it's the Nova one hundred six point nine Queensland Day Stakes, isn't that something nice to sort of end your day on? Twelve hundred <laughs> meters, Delric. So it's three in a row, three on the bounce at the moment, looking to make it four three ninety. Ingratiating second line at six with RT at six fifty. Zavaboom six fifty there as well, and then you got double figures for release the beans. Put on the Red Delight, 17s with Hamlet Von Snitzel. There are some mouthful names in this race. Jeez, I've done pretty well there. I'll give myself a pat on the back. Absolutely, um, mate. Good effort. You don't, you don't envy the caller on the weekend either. Oh, absolutely not. Um, Ethelric? Ethelric for me. I think it's the horse to beat here. It's As you said, it's going for four on the trot here. It's even had a little break between those runs as well. So you know when horses have, uh, one, gone out to a spell, come back again and put a couple together, you know they're in pretty serious form. And yeah, this horse is in great nick. They've found Bowman again. Um, you know, you, you just have to look at the jockey booking sometimes when the stable mates are there. And I'm uh, I'm rolling with Bowman here. I love Nash. He's, he's my favourite jockey in Sydney, but I just know what goes on behind the scenes sometimes. And, um, you know, when Hugh Bowman's booked next to a to a Jay Cummings horse that something's going on there. So, yeah, this horse is is the one for me in the last. It's It's got that lovely racing pattern, just sits close enough, puts himself midfield and really powers through the line. And he's a line chaser. So you love to see that in your horses and you will get a good sight for your cash on the weekend. I agree. I, I think it's a fantastic felric. I'm going to be there. Hopefully we've got enough chips left at the end of the day for him. Um, that's the end of Eagle Farm. Now, 
I just do want to make quick mention before we finish Eagle Farm. Tread very carefully this weekend. There's not that much talent getting around on the tracks at the moment. A lot of the good horses that are up at the moment race last weekend. This weekend coming is not a weekend to have your $5,000 bank or your $1,000 bank. Tread warily, back your few horses that you like, don't you think, Jackson? Absolutely, yeah. Just keep the powder dry, guys. It's obviously winter. Um, stay warm, dodge the white walkers, grab yourself a schooner, tuck yourself in, and uh, yeah, just play small, guys. Absolutely. Grab your four or five before three o'clock and see how tanked you can get. <laughs> um, we flick over to Flemington. So there's one really, really nice race that we like for the day. It's the VRC CRV. Gee whiz, what's that about? Winter Championship Series plate. So it's over 1,400. Look, It's Our Time was a fantastic run last start. Um, I know eighth doesn't look great, but I'm sure you'll touch on it next. It's 3.30, it's favourite with John McNeil. Um, Tavalu, it's currently third emergency, which is interesting, but it's a horse with some talent. It's next line at 3.42. Harbour Views is six with Cherry Tor Tony, one of your mates. Um, Love Taps first up. Interesting time to bring a horse with a bit of a bit of talent and a bit of ability first up. So it's $8. Mystery Shots there with Just a Cancer and looks like Elvis. High Strangers, $14 as well. It's Our Time was very luckless. Yeah, Ned, speaking of needing four or five schooners, mate, there was a murder committed two weeks ago with this horse. This horse was one of the best morals you've ever seen go down. Um, just an absolute nightmare to watch. If anyone will go back and, and have a look, just, um, you know, knock back a Panadol or something beforehand because that was tough viewing, mate. But um, apologies to everyone was that was on. I did push it that day. Unfortunately, Jai just couldn't get the run. He had to change it three or four times and the horse was just absolutely dog trotting behind them. So... I'm backing up here again. You're getting a half decent price as well. You're getting $4 this weekend. He's up in trip now. Hopefully, uh, John McNeil can just steer him away from that fence. He has drawn sort of an inside barrier in five. It's close enough to the fence. Just get him out of trouble, Jai. Just get him nice and nice and uh, even. Push him off heels and just give him clean air because this horse, I think, um, is probably one of the best bets on the card. The other two that I'm not going to disrespect is Cherry. He's a horse that I've followed all the way. I'm not going to hop off hop off him. I'd be fucking sick to my stomach if the horse came out and won at 60 uh, kilos on the weekend. He just always seems to run well, always gives you a side at those each way odds. So he'll be in my numbers. And the other one as well is Harbour Views. His first up today has a really good first up record. Uh, last uh, preparation first up, now Cherry Tortoni and also Ayrton. So that's super form. I won't be backing off either of those horses. I'm actually going to have a trifecta with those three. So standout trifecta for me, guys. It's our time. Cherry Tortoni and Harbour Views are going to be the three. There you go. Nice little play there, Race 8 Flemington for you. Um, I agree. It's our time. You, you actually sent me a message saying, did you see that absolute murder watch? So It's Our Time was fantastic. I know 8th doesn't look great, but you have to go back and watch the film. It was just a, a dead set moral beating that day. So 3.30, happy to play there. Here we go. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the punters have been behind you because... This Best Western piece, this segment, this part of our podcast has become one of the more successful things in modern day history. I'm not just talking podcast history. I'm not talking just in, you know, the landscape of horse racing in itself. I'm talking when our kids' kids go and study history at school, they're going to talk about the Best Western. Tell me, Jackson, you've got something for me. 
we've got something, guys. We've got something, and I'm a man of sentiment. So any time that I I back a best Western and uh, put my uh, my uh, left and right nuts on the line, I, I love to I love to reward those horses that give back and and give back to the punters. So we we're going a little bit different again. I've done this before, guys, and it has come off. So we're going to go a double. We're going to go a two leg multi. We're starting in race three, and a lot of people will remember this horse. I hope the the loyal punters do, and that's rev it up. The horse is a thousand meter specialist. They're not trying anything special with this horse. They're not going to push it up to 11, 1200. They're going to keep it at those sprint trips. The horse goes forward. What I love to see last starter that didn't have to lead, it let another horse go silly in front, didn't allow that to beat it, just settled nicely and just was still too good for them. One easy. So I think that horse wins the third. I don't think they'll beat her. Then we're going to have to wait probably three or four races. We are going to race seven as well. This is another horse that I've tipped previously uh, in another in another double as well, and that's Other One Son. We've got Chris Palm on this week again. It's had a nice little freshen up. Back from 1,600 to 1,400, made an absolute mess of them last start. Chris Parnham sticks. It'll, it'll sit in that nice little midfield spot and hopefully be too good for them as well. I don't know if you're going to get any favours at the moment as far as the prices. That's why I want to throw them in together and see if we can get around that $3 or $3.50 for a, for a double. Fantastic, mate. It's just... It's riveting to listen to because I haven't heard a bloke be more passionate about his WA racing, his gravel track racing. Um, it's really, it's something to behold. So hats off to you for crunching the form over there. Look, the, to give some perspective to the punters out there, we record on a Wednesday night. On your tab app, there's not even a full card of racing at Belmont out yet. There's one race. Race eight is the only race out. So if you want to know how authentic the best Western form is and how it's done, you, you just got to look no further than that. So look, if you think he's just picking a few horses out of his ass and been lucky, it's not that. Okay. So the best Western look out kids, kids will be studying when they're older. I'm telling you, um, have you got a best bet for me? I think it's our time, the one I touched on earlier. Obviously, respecting those other two horses in that race, but it's our time. Should have won last start, and I do think it'll win on the weekend up to 1,400. What about yourself, mate? You got anything you're keen on? Um, I do think political debate's going to be very hard to beat. Do I want to make it my best bet? Probably not. Um, look, I'm going to go the way of Nudge. I, I think this is a race for, for her to win. I, I, I really do. I think with Kiku, horses like this in the race, I think Nudge is going to be extremely hard to beat. So I'm going to go that way. What are you doing on the weekend? Mate, uh, soccer on the weekend again. Always at that three o'clock time slot. So miss probably the best Western. Miss all the miss all the top races as per usual. Um, but yeah, probably kick back and grab a, grab a nice uh, glass of Shiraz after that, mate. Beautiful. I've actually got an interesting one. So Sydney footy have decided to put a Sunday game on this weekend. So I'm playing 340 on Sunday in the city. Look, double-edged sword, fantastic. Get to sort of sit around, have a bit of a pun on the Saturday. Second thing is, like, come on, 3.40 on a Sunday? What's that about? Like, pretty dis- pretty disgusting. Are you going out night before? Are you going to go have a, have a few? Nah, I never do. I never do. I'll never, never have midweek drink. So when I'm in footy season, never midweek drink. Just a mental thing. I, I think it's a mental thing, like just knowing, okay, I've done everything right. I've done all the right things in the lead up to the game. Um, but I am going to go out on Sunday night. So <laughs> I'll make up for it pretty quickly. Look, guys, if you want to, you know what my best bet for the weekend is? Here it is. 
Lost Sundays on Sunday at Ivy um, crushed is playing. So get <laughs> out there. Phenomenal DJ, one of the great AU underground scene DJs at the moment. So if you want to come and see me and, have, and buy me a beer for a few of those best Westerns, um, come to Ivy on Sunday, Arvo. Beautiful, Jacko. It's been a dream. Beauty, mate. Always is. Thanks, guys. Yes.